Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. All right. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame. Also, this episode is brought to you by Open Media Source. Have a super, super cool guest. And, uh, you know, before that, I have to let you know that uh, Johanna and I met in prison. And there'll be a little bit more about that here. But seriously, we met in prison and in the state of California. So, yes, this Texan happened to be in uh, California. And I got, you know, I went to prison, but I met a really cool person. And uh, and a few others that are super cool as well. But but Johanna, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll uh, we get to learn all about you. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. Yes, as he said, we met in jail, and it was one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had in my life. We had the ability to really help some people with their businesses, and of course, we're both passionate about business and we're passionate about being entrepreneurs. So that worked out perfectly. So yes, as uh, Brent mentioned, my name is Johanna and I own Life and Style Coaches, which is a company that helps people realize their potential. Um, most of our clients are clients who have lived the life that they thought was the life they wanted to live. And then in their mid, mid 40s, mid 50s or reaching retirement, they decide, wait a minute, maybe I'm being defined by this job that I've always done, but it's not really quite what's filling my cup. And now that I'm getting older, what can I do with that in my life? So a lot of my clients come to me because they're ready to find their purpose and implement a legacy that they can leave behind. So business has been my passion. And now sharing coaching with others helps me figure out what or helps them through me figure out what their passion is and it's been a really incredible journey to get here well as you can hear and uh, for those of you that will be able to see the video that the certainly the star of the show is lit up and i'm in the uh, the shadows so i'm playing incognito was <laughs> already making fun of me about that but uh, uh where, where could we find you on on your uh, social media where's the best uh, place maybe a secondary uh, Facebook, you can just search Johanna Godinez. That's G-O-D-I-N-E-Z. It's my last name, and Johanna has an H and two N's. Um, on Instagram, at, at Life and Style Coaches, and, and you can find me online as well, the Life and Style Coaches. And if you join us there, you can read some of our blogs. You can see some of our partners. Uh, part of what we do is when we determine the steps to help people figure out how to implement the changes into their lives that they are wanting to implement, we have a team of people that helps them out. So if the change involves needing you to upgrade your relationship and kind of have someone to help you with that, we have a relationship psychologist. If you need to get through some barriers of your past, we have a hypnotherapist that works with us. So it's, um, it's a really amazing way to kind of combine life coaching but true life coaching no matter what it is that you need 
we have someone that can help you do it. And I think that's, that's what makes our, our business so unique and so much fun. So when I met you, you gave me that, that uh, 30 second elevator speech and not on purpose, you weren't selling me anything, but the, you radiated with the passion of what you're doing. I'm thinking, I kept checking the boxes, you know, <laughs> and we've all met lots of cool life coaches and what have you. And, and there's, there's some great ones out there, phenomenal ones, then there's you and what it is that you're doing. But there's a lot of boxes to check off and that's pretty in depth. Before we go back to that and uh, on down the road here, the and the impact that you could make, and I, I want you to share more of that here in a bit, but let's dial the clock back. You, you had to have, you started somewhere, and I think it's always fascinating finding someone's foundation. So why don't you share with our listeners your foundation and what you're really proud of and, and uh, a mentor or two that sprinkled a little bit of fairy dust on that and on, and on you and your career. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm blessed to have family that really supported me. I'm, a, I'm an only child. And I've been really creative ever since I was a child. So I owned my first business when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> I sold candy. <laughs> and I had a system of even like keeping tabs of candies that I was being asked for that I didn't have. And then when a certain amount of people asked for it, then I would buy it. And I would phase out candies that weren't being sold as well. Like I came up with all of these things on my own. And my dad would take me in the weekend to this wholesale store to buy candy that I needed for the rest of the week. And it really kind of established a foundation for me in order to understand how to run a business from a very, very young age. So by the time I was 12, 13 years old, I was working jobs at summer camps. I was working with my dad and his business. He owned a hotel at the time. And I could do everything from balancing the books to doing inventory to ordering things for the bar, for the restaurant. Um, so I... I was immersed in business very quickly when I was young and, and, and really supported in that. Um, once I got through school, I did a lot of racing. I used to race cars, which is a little fun fact. Wait, wait a and, minute. All right. So you went, from, <laughs> you went from Super J candy sales to, to not just driving cars, but racing these darn things. All right. Yeah. You got to tell us. Again, my dad, he, he's such an influence. Because I'm an only child, and he, I think, secretly wanted a boy, he kind of taught me more tools and things. Like, I played more with tools than I did with dolls. So by the time I was 16, 17 years old, I, I woke up one day and I told my dad, well, you either take me to the racetrack or I take the race car and I drive it in the street. So you, you choose how you want this to go down. And of course, he knows that when I say stuff like that, I probably mean it. So you can't, <laughs> you can't think that I'm joking. And uh, he set up a track day on a go-kart. And the person that trained me that day told him that I had very large amount of potential. And that started uh, an amazing racing career. I spent about six or seven years racing and did it all over the United States and Canada and uh, the Caribbean. And um, when I got out of college, I was so passionate about racing and I wanted to be in that industry so badly that I opened a racing school. So that was my, my first business, true business out of school, was coaching individuals on how to make their cars go really fast. <laughs> uh, and, and I had, you know, people say, so how do you get into a business like that? What do you do? 
you know, creativity, I think, is the main thing that we have that costs no money. Your brain, you can imagine and you can create anything you want up here and you don't need one penny to figure out whether it would work or not. So what I did was I came up with the whole concept. I put together my training manual and then I would go to SCCA uh, events, SCCA Sports Car Club of America. And in that series, you can bring your own car and race it for time. So you're not racing against someone per se, you're just doing your lap and then your time is what counts. So what I would do is I would set up a table with a little bucket and it said $25 to make you faster. And of course, when it's about racing, $25 is nothing because racing is a very expensive sport. So everybody would be like, oh, okay, yeah, right. So they would all give me the $25. So I would get in the car and I would do three laps with you for those 25 bucks and I would make you faster in the three laps. And then if you wanted more, you would take my racing school and you would get a discount for having had me on board for those, uh, for those three laps. And it's been such a journey. I got to meet so many amazing people and make so many amazing connections, drive really amazing cars that were not mine. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it, it really set me up for, for understanding that if you really, really are passionate about something, there is always where there's a will, there's always a way. Um, and it may not be easy and it may not look like it looked for somebody else who you look up to. So you have to figure it out for yourself. And that's, that's really, again, where I'm grateful that my parents empowered me when I was younger because it gave me this ability to be like, no, I want to create this. This doesn't exist. And I'm going to figure out a way to put this together and make this happen for myself. And again, blessed to be able to, to make it happen. Well, Super J Candies to Super J Speed. My, my racing career typically would end after red flashing lights were behind me. <laughs> that, that's about as far as that went. Well, those what? only happen when we did street racing. When you do legal racing, the lights are only red and green. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that, that's amazing. And while we're on the topic of racing, you shared a story with me that, that uh, certainly made me crack up. And, and I can about imagine, uh, well, you're, you're, I don't know that anything really scares you, but, <laughs> but uh, you certainly can go with the flow. Why don't you share with everyone listening a really cool story that happens to include racing and a big name in racing? Oh, God. Um, so the last big championship that I ran was called the Rotax Max Challenge, and I was doing it in the southeast region. So it included states such as Florida and Georgia. And we were at Homestead Miami Speedway, and my father had actually happened to come to that race. And I get out of the qualifying round, and I'm running to my dad, and he's busy having a conversation with someone, but he kind of catches me out of his eye. And he turns and he looks at me as I'm walking up, and he's like, Johanna, Juan Pablo Montoya disqualified pole for the Formula One race. And I was like, Dad, I don't care. I disqualified pole. For this race and he's like well Johanna meet Pablo Juan Pablo Montoya's dad and I was like oh okay hi congratulations on your son but this moment matters more <laughs> and it was one of those things where like where do I where do I stick my foot in my mouth after that but 
and ended up really being really amazing. I had a really great conversation with him, got to go to his shop and he, he ran a company called Easy Cart, which were go-karts that were fully built from head to toe. Usually you buy a chassis, you buy some of the parts that you need for yourself, and then you buy an engine and you build your own equipment. With Easy Cart, they would just give you a touch and go. All you do is just buy it and it already came with a sealed engine and everything. So it made it, it was basically a, a category that was more affordable for people to run. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting, <laughs> hello. <laughs> what dad have to say after that deal? Did he, uh, well, of course, obviously he knows your personality, but did he, did he just shake his head? What, what he did just shake his head and laugh. He knows, he knows, <laughs> he, he knows that that's just, that's just his daughter. <laughs> Even to this day, it doesn't surprise him the things that come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes you amazing and, uh, and, and super cool and, and uh, successful in any business, including the candy business. Uh, I'm guessing maybe you got out of the candy business when you got into the health, health and fitness, <laughs> and, but maybe not. Maybe there's some sugar-free stuff in there. But if you could give some advice to your younger self, you know, you talk about you, you were an early entrepreneur and it's amazing how many entrepreneurs that we have, business owners that we have on breaking business barriers that really started in, and some don't even remember their age necessarily. Yeah. They were doing something. But if you could give advice to yourself, and the reason why I asked this question is we have parents and young listeners, as I told you before, you know, we, we really started this out to help youngsters out there with, with businesses, and we still do. Absolutely. But if you could give some advice to your younger self, which then translates into probably the youngsters out there that, that may listen to this, what would that advice be? The advice would be to do everything that you can with as little money as possible first, and then test it out. Because sometimes we think that these amazing ideas are going to go 100% full out. And then when we implement them, we realize, oh, maybe if I change these couple of things, it would be better. And if you're doing everything and testing it out as you go, then you make a lot less mistakes or you catch them quickly enough to recover. And then when you're really, truly ready to launch, then you've already taken all of those minute little things that can go wrong and have fixed them. That is my biggest, biggest recommendation because a lot of people think of a business, write a business plan, and then go gung-ho all out without doing enough research and understanding what they're getting into enough. So research is super important. Um, I always use yoga as an example just because it's one of the industries that I'm in that I'm really passionate about. And yoga studios tend not to do so well. So if I want to go into a market and open a yoga studio, the first thing that I need to look at is what is the most common age bracket that is in that market? If I look around stores or I go around other studios, who do I see? And then develop things that are targeted towards that market. Because if I want to open a power yoga studio in a place in Florida, where it's all a retired community, am I going to be successful? Probably not because I'm not targeting the right market in my location. So doing a lot of market research, doing a lot of competitive market research, so looking at who's your competition in your market, what are they doing, what can you do to differentiate yourself, and where are they being successful that you can jump on the man wagon and, and, and right away be successful yourself. 
So a couple of things there, I guess, but research being the main thing, just really do research and plan everything out and, and, and do some, some focus groups if you can, if that's the kind of business that you have in order to truly set yourself up for success. You know, that uh, every, every bullet point as I was jotting those down, spoken like a true entrepreneur, by the way, it's one thing about being all in. And it's one thing about chasing the passion, not the money necessarily out of the gate, right? As you pointed out. But um, if you're going to be all in, know the depth of the water before you dive. And Definitely. Yeah, that, was, that is amazing advice. And of course, we have other folks that are, that are um, and I know your bio, um, you wouldn't do real well in today's corporate environment or any corporate environment because that doesn't fit your personality. And that's, and that's what makes... Uh, people uh, or one of the things that helps people be super successful outside doesn't mean that you don't have a team because as you elaborated you've got a team and you've got others others around you so you're not you're not sitting in in this little closet and just working on your own gig and and uh, you're a people person there's no doubt about it if, if you if we believe that we need to do everything on our own we are bound to crash and burn because even if you can be super successful on your own, if you truly want to grow your business, there's only so much you can do as a person. Therefore, you're at some point going to need a team in order to make it bigger. And the benefit of having a team, so um, Napoleon Hill is one of my mentors. I know you mentioned for me to throw a couple names. So Napoleon Hill has got to be number one. I joke around that he and I are on the same thread and he communicates with me from the other side. And people that know me very well will say that that's not really a joke, it's real. <laughs> um, but Napoleon Hill has uh, one of his 17 principles, is the principle of a mastermind. And I am a firm believer that masterminding projects is one of the best ways that you can have a team, even if you are a solopreneur, right? If you're an entrepreneur that basically works on their own. Having a mastermind gives you the ability to become creative in ways that you would not be able to do on your own because your brain can only come up with as many ideas as your brain can fathom. However, if somebody else hears your idea and comes in from a completely different angle that you would have never thought about, now that sparks the whole world of ideas within your own brain. So the benefit of a mastermind or having a team of people that you trust. So like a board of directors, if you have a nonprofit or, or just a, a group, even your family can be your spouse if you're really digging down and, and, and bringing them into what you're creating. It's anyone that you have that you can just go back and forth with ideas into the point where you can expand your own uh, creativity way further than you, you can even ever do on your own. So definitely, Definitely creating a mastermind alliance is, is one of the biggest ones in order to, to be able to see different perspectives, different points of view, and maybe even different situations, scenarios, or complications that you may not be able to imagine that somebody else would clearly see right away. And then once you have that in your frame of view, now you can kind of prevent those or put things in place in order for, for those things not to not to be what makes you crash and burn because honestly a lot of times it's us not wanting to see the things that can potentially go wrong that 
are the things that make us not be able to be successful. So the, the broader our scope can be, the deeper that we can dive down into the things that are going to be the ones that make us successful and the ones that are going to be the blocks on a road. Well, you don't know this, but you talk about masterminds. We just uh, released a mastermind podcast yesterday. <laughs> well, there you go. We're on the same thread. Guess too. <laughs> what? My, my headphones are burning, right? And her, you know, she nailed it. How about, and, and, and everyone, I'm not kidding you. She, we did not talk about this previously, but yeah, we just we released not. yesterday on, on mastermind. Actually, a partial release yesterday and, and full release this morning. And now uh, I need to go read it or listen to it. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a hot one already. And it was just, it was me and Brandon. You met Brandon. It was just he and I, uh, he's, he's out in Northern California with, with, uh, the Sims group today. Oh, and excellent. At the speakeasy. It, yeah. Yep. I didn't go. And, uh, we, we tried to, we try to break them up and do what we can so we don't have to have, you know, we get different perspectives on, on some of these things. But oh, I love it. How cool is that? <laughs> all right. Talk about being on the same path, right? And understanding all of this. It's, I'm it's... sitting back here incognito in my shadow and just smiling because I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> she does have a superpower. So speak of your, you know, I love to hear if you had a superpower, what would it be? Ah, oh, teleportation. <laughs> I like see, traveling. Yeah I, yeah, I can see all of that. It kind of goes with the racing theme. For, yeah, for sure. man, I, I love to travel. I love to experience um, different cultures. I actually just came back from Peru about a month ago, and I got to stay in the jungle in Peru. I mean, most of my friends can't relate to the kind of things. I, that's why, I, I mean, being an only child, it's a benefit for me because I love traveling on my own. I like doing things on my own. So kind of my whole life kind of prepared me for this. But um, I mean, I stayed in a place where there were latrines. There were, wasn't any running water. So it was like cube baths. And because it was like a shamanic retreat, we got to bathe with flowers and plants. And it was all very like oh, uh, connected to nature. And I love it because you get to see what these people live like and so many times in the western world we judge what we don't know anything about right these people live in houses that cost two thousand dollars and drive bikes that cost two hundred dollars like you automatically think oh these poor people they are poor people that they live like this and no, the fact of the matter is that they're not poor in any way. They have, they have a much richer life than most people that I know that are very, very wealthy. Because wealth and success means different things to different people. So success is any steps that you are making that are progress in whatever you are working on. That is success. Money isn't a definition of success will money help make you successful can it lead you to be successful sure but when it comes to the definition of actual success anyone who's working on a project that's making progress every single day whether that's making them money or not if they are growing their project they are being successful so these people live very successful lives they create magic in their own lives and they live so happy like they're smiling and they're happy all the time. 
their level of stress has nothing to do with money, zero. Their stress has more to do with, with where their kids are going to go play next or whether or not they're going to be able to see their families. Like their stress has to do with more personal situations instead of the car that they're buying next or a material external things. And so when I do travel, I love to immerse myself in cultures because it's, it's what's helped me grow as a person and into understanding the true things that matter for humanity, uh, not for certain communities of humans, if that makes sense. Yeah, not so much trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? Oh, God, no. That's a, that's, that's I mean, a I live in California. You go to Newport Beach, and let me tell you right now, everyone is trying to keep up with the Joneses. But the fact of the matter is that there's always a Jones that's going to have more. So keeping up with the Joneses is impossible. Like, it is a task that you will never master. So it's one of those things that you're setting yourself up to keep chasing after something that every time you get it, there's always something else. Therefore, you're looking for satisfaction or happiness in a place that will never truly be able to fill anything in your cup. Yeah, there, there's something said about a positive attitude and there's no limits to it. And uh, um, the higher you go up that, that ring of the honor of being positive, it, it's amazing how one feels and, and hey, everyone needs to check for that checkbook and I understand that and, and I think your personality really brings along yes you're making a living but but you're also pumping more back into what it is that you do so you can share it with other, others am I in the ballpark yes, absolutely because let's be honest when we have a passion and we decide I'm going to live the rest of my life following my passion that's never an easy road and the more you prepare yourself mentally, the better your attitude can be when you start learning lessons along the way to getting to where you want. Because stepping out of line and starting to become someone who does something that's not following the status quo and it's not following what everybody else is doing is always going to put you in a situation where you're a little more alone or, or a little less understood because not everyone can relate to the things that you're attempting to create. So it, it's, it's really important for us to kind of establish how can I get this done? So, so again, talking about Napoleon Hill, just because I'm so connected to him. So PMA, positive mental attitude, is definitely one of his philosophies. Um, and the coolest thing is, the more you set yourself up the right way, the more that you create, see a plan of action of steps that can lead you to the future. And I'll give you a really quick way to do that. See yourself where you want to go first, the very, very, very top. And that's going to seem scary because that's good. For me, it's like 50 years from now. So if I look at that and I just look at that goal, I will set myself up for failure. But I look at that goal and then I say, okay, so what's the step before that to get me there? And what's the step before that to get me there? And then I keep going backwards until I get to today. So I want to change the education system in the United States. If I want to do that first, I need to be in a position of power that's going to allow me to do that. Having the knowledge and the education and the, and the, the sense that I'm going to be able to create that. But before that, 
I need to be able to get well known enough in that realm. So before that, I need to create a program that's going to get me notoriety. So before that, I need to figure out what kind of program do I need to create that's going to make a big enough change that's going to impact enough people that this is going to be what, the, what society wants. So before that, I need to study what is missing in the education system that I can provide that's going to make better um, individuals coming out of the education system. So you see how I'm working my way backwards? And now yep. today, what can I do today? I have a nonprofit. So, so my, 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 whenever you're wanting to start something and it's like you're seeing this big goal, it's breaking it up into those smaller steps that's going to make that big goal attainable and it's going to allow you to keep the PMA because because if you set yourself up for a goal that is so far in the future you don't really have things to celebrate along the way whereas if you give yourself these backwards goals that are now going to start working forward you can celebrate here and you can celebrate here and you can celebrate here and you can be successful every time you complete one of those steps and you reach one of those goals um yeah and, and and that's how how you can prepare yourself also to understand what it is is truly realistically what you need to do today and that may be i need to have a part-time job while i establish my new company or it may be i need to make sure that i save some money so that i can have six months or a year worth of backup for rent and for everything while I develop my business and I put it in, in, in past break even point, right? So every business will be different. Every business needs something different. Um, but the more you understand what your final vision is, the more that you can find what tunes in to create that final vision. Huh. Big audacious goals. I can't believe that actually comes out of Super J's mouth. <laughs> For sure. So our, our, our theme here at Breaking, well, one of the things, I guess, that we're, that uh, when we came about the uh, Breaking Business Barriers was uh, the fact that we, and I think all of us at some point, reach multiple crossroads. Can you think of a crossroad, Super J, that, uh, that brought you maybe to where you are today? I know we've raced, we've sold candy, we've been up, you, you've done tons of amazing things. But do you have a crossroad that just like, man, that's it? So I'm going to share with you how a failure can become a success. So the, what got me to be the coach that I am today was investing in a business that didn't work out, in a business that put me that close to bankruptcy. But the fact of the matter was that I didn't let that change my attitude. I knew that whether it was in that business or taking the information that I had gathered and put it in another business, people needed to hear what I had to say and people needed to be aware of this information. And the information is this, we are humans that are here to manifest. The only way that we can manifest is by understanding our health and making sure that we are aligned in our aspects of health. Why has that been a crossroad? Because if, the business that I started in would have worked out. This realization that I've had as a person that has made me grow as a person, as a human, would have never happened. If that business would have worked out, I probably would have ended up in jail because the person that I went to business with was not the right person to go into business with. And I found that out, hindsight 2020 kind of thing. 
But the second I find that out, I walked away. But when I walked away, I left all my investment and all the money and everything behind because it was either one, walk away and stand for what I believe in and for my integrity, or two, try to make it work just for money. And let me tell you right now, if I tried to make it work for money, would it have worked? Yes, most likely. But when all eyes were going to be on the business, something was going to end up not being right because of things that that partner had done that was setting up the business to basically fail in the end. So it was either I would stay there and say, well, I invested all of this in that business and all of that time and all of this, I need to make this happen. Or I realized right away, this is not the right path and I need to change. So that was my latest crossroad. It was understanding that because this didn't work out and this is how I envisioned it, didn't mean that I was wrong or that it wasn't a good idea. It just meant that I had to change my approach. But unless we have positive mental attitude, we don't see things in that way. I wouldn't have seen that as a lesson that I needed to take something out of if I would have been upset or angry or thought, oh my God, everything's over. I invested all my money. Now I can't do anything. If I would have taken that angle and focused on all the negative things that came out of it, and let me tell you right now, there were a lot more negatives than there were positives at the time. But the fact that I focused on the positive, on how can I still use this, kept my mind in the creative state, which has led me to manifest having a whole nother business that got built based on this knowledge that was obtained for this other business. Hey, so, excuse me, I'm gonna go run through a brick wall right now. I'm so <laughs> darn excited. And I think, I think we'll have plenty of listeners doing, doing the same thing, Super J. Well, I'm, I'm fortunate to, uh, number one, have met you in prison. Not, not very many folks uh, can, can say that, you know, <laughs> for sure. And, and, uh, but I'm more thankful to be able to call you a friend. And, and a super positive influence on, on uh, not, you know, hundreds of folks. And I've, I've seen you in action working and uh, in a very difficult environment, by the way, everyone, you may have heard the, an episode or two when we talked about our experience in prison, uh, one of the maximum, well, the highest maximum security prison in California and one of the highest in the United States. And, and hey, it's one thing going in there as, as a guy, and because it was all males in there, but it was another to see someone like Super J going in there and just rocking the world and uh, being a full participant and kicking some butt. So that that was that was really cool. Super okay. J, you know what? That's it. I'm gonna make some Super J T-shirts. Uh, we'll, we'll get them out. Maybe some caps, you know. And and since you're in the uh, health and fitness, maybe some wristbands, you know. We'll we'll rock it out. Absolutely. I'm down for that. <laughs> Super J, can you remind everyone again, once again where they can find you? Obviously, we'll uh, on the podcast and we'll, we'll do some things to uh, to help out there. But man, there's going to be some people who are going to be ready to dial you up. Absolutely. Once again, my Instagram is at Life and Style Coaches. And I'm even going to do one. I'm going to give you my phone number. It's 815-501-5070. And I'll tell you why I do this. And I do this in all my podcasts. So most people have assistants that answer their phone and take care of all of that. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear if you'd completely disagree with me, let's have a full conversation about it and debate it out. 
Um, if you would like to hear more about any of the thoughts that I've shared with you today, please give me a call. I will take as long as it takes and I'll have a conversation with you. I, I'm a firm believer that no one is here to obtain something and then keep it to themselves. We are all here to become better versions of ourselves and share it so we can increase the vibration of the planet and make better versions of the people that are around us. And that's how we change the world. It starts with you and here. And then when people see it and feel it from you, it starts to absorb into the people around you. So please call me. I'd love to share some more of this energy and information. Well, if we weren't 1,500 miles apart, I'd be high-fiving you right now. Like we oh, did we can still high-five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And folks, I really highly encourage you to follow her. She's you can see her on some TV broadcasts and what what have you. You can probably tell why, you know, she is pretty cool and speaks from the heart, has a little passion, and she's just not she's just not talking. She's walked the walk and, and she's she's seen uh thin and thick when it comes yeah. to uh, building businesses as we have in the world of being an entrepreneur or business owner. Well, with that, this has been, this has been amazing. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so glad I was incognito in the shadows here because the, as I said, before we got started here, the stars really lit up today and, and boy, boy, she over delivered, but, uh, Thanks, be, it's been so amazing. Yeah, you are. And we may, uh, listeners and, and our regular listeners, uh, it is uh, not, uh, well, let's just say it'll be likely that you'll hear her co-host with me on some breaking business barriers stuff. How cool is that? Absolutely. So on behalf of Super Jake, and I work on the T-shirt. I've got a really good friend that owns a, a large company that does uh, clothing lines and all kinds of stuff. I'll see if you can whip up some shirts. And oh, yes. Some, some you know, some uh, cool, cool stuff with Super J. But on behalf of Brent Duhaime, Super J, breaking business barriers, and thank you to Open Media Source. It's been amazing. Thank you again, and thank you uh, and the honor. Onward and upward. Woo, woo, woo. Woo. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.